2: Man, the uh the text line is really, really aggressive and feisty today. And I really like it. I do. Uh please bring more of that to the show. Uh the Ag Up equipment text line is six oh one eight eight five three seven seven six. You know, the discussion to uh you know, Lane train, Lane Kiffin as a candidate at Auburn, Coach Prime Dion Sanders as a candidate at Auburn both here in the state of Mississippi, has been wild. Ole Miss doesn't want to lose Lane Train. I get it. He's 18-4 and four the last uh, year and a half-ish. Uh, he's on an unbelievable run. Crazy successful. Anywhere, but when you talk about in the state of unbelievable. And then it, it doesn't feel like Dion's lost in like a year, right? They're undefeated this year, just hosted game day. And we keep asking the question, like, Bartu has told us the last few weeks, hey, what blew me away and where I was wrong was could could Kiffin sustain this? And he, he's done it at FAU for three years, now at Ole Miss. But he, it looks like he's got the staffing component in piece. And that that is so important. Most coaches can't hire worth a flip. Remember, we had a good time, a couple of hits over the summer with two, where we talked about buddy hires. And college football is – well, so is high school football, but college football, college basketball, so on. It's driven by buddy hires. It's the coaches that don't do that, that uh, really understand staffing. And that's where Bartu and his team have taken this deep dive the last couple years and really tried to hammer home to athletic directors. Does the guy understand staffing? Because if you don't, you're not going to win, Right. And my my one Lane has checked that box. My one question with Coach Prime, and he has done an amazing job, and he's gifted, and he understands how to recruit and branding and NIL, and he's so connected and he's a big name and all that. But they are so much better than everybody else, and and that's that's credit to them for going and getting those players. But my question, and he, maybe he could do it, is can Coach Prime do the staffing piece if he's hired at Auburn, Arizona State, Florida State, or wherever? We don't know, but it's just it, it's like the $10 million question or $50 million question for Coach Prime. Dave Bartu joining us on the Out of Bounds show and the Dosecchi guest line. Bartu, good morning. How are you, buddy?
1: Good morning, brother. I am living the dream today, living the dream. So, appreciate you having me on. And, uh, yeah, there, there's a couple of question marks with uh, with Coach Prime. But you can't argue the guy, no matter where he lands, you can't argue he's not going to bring attention to your brand and bring recruits to campus, right? Right.
2: Which, this day and age, Bartu, as you know, there's something to that juice on the recruiting trail and the brand. Right? Right.
1: right. That's, a, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. I mean, because it's one of the three basic boxes, right? When we're when we're talking head coaches, we have got three basic boxes we're trying to check. Can the dude recruit? Can the dude staff? Can the dude X's and O's on the field, right? Um, and, and we know that he can recruit, right? We, we know that he'll bring guys to campus. He'll bring notoriety to the brand. Um, staffing good on the defensive side of the ball so far. Okay, now. I don't know if he's lucked into it or not, right? How, how good is he at staffing? It's a, I'll give you a good example. Uh, Sam Pittman, all right? Uh, we 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 talked about him when he was hired at Arkansas, said that's the best OCDC combination uh, in the SEC. Yeah. They're going to win a couple extra games, even though they're talent deficient, all right? Now, the question is, when Kendall leaves and when Barry leaves, who replaces him, okay, Um, if, if Larry Fedora replaces Kendall Bryles, then we know that Pittman got lucky hiring offensive coordinator, right? So that's, that's, it's one of the questions is, okay, so you, so you replace these guys. Did you get lucky or are you really good at evaluating staff? Lane has been doing this long enough. He's really good at evaluating staff. Dion hasn't been doing it that long and there hasn't been much staff turnover, now, his first defensive staff is really good. Offensively, big question mark. So, you know, when it comes down to the staffing side of it, there's a lot of questions with him still. Uh, and then when it comes down to X's and O's in bigger football, nothing against Jackson State, it ain't Power 5 football. Okay? It's not even Big 12 football. It's not Pac-12 football. And it certainly is heck ain't the SEC West football. Um, but I think the biggest question mark for for coach Sanders is simply what happens when Florida State comes open mm-hmm. right you know so Mike Mike leach retires tomorrow you you hire uh, Dion at Mississippi State if he's bad he's going to be gone quickly if he's good is he just simply a ticking time bomb waiting to leave to go to Florida State? Oh, that would be yeah. one of my my big questions because you know as soon as a Florida State job comes, Florida State job comes open in the middle of a game, he's gone.
2: <laughs> okay, but let right? me let me counter that. I think I think there is something to where you're going. Uh yeah. I love my alma mater. You love the ducks. Dion was a transcendent player at Florida State. Okay. Mm-hmm. But here's my counter my in this I could be wrong, Bartu. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, if he's talking. in if he's in year two at Auburn mm-hmm. and he's making $10 million a year and things are going well and Shador – well, Shador's not going to be there forever, son, but he'll go wherever Prime goes if he leaves this year. But my point is, if he gets somewhere like that and he's got everything he needs and, and things are really going really, really well, I wonder if it's absolutely automatic that he goes to FSU. Maybe it is, but I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. I can't answer that, right? And and it's fun to talk about it. <clears throat> I, I think that's part of the discussion though. Is everybody's always talking about the upside, but you're never looking at the full picture. You got to talk about the downside of these things and and bringing and it doesn't it, it, it could be any coach bringing in anybody that's going to last a year or two or three, does that, you know, is that worth the risk? Does that set back – the program or are you looking for something, you know, more stable or a guy that checks more of the boxes? You know, I don't know. It's, it, it's, fun to talk about those things because there's so many opportunities and so many different directions they can go with, uh, with, with, any of these job searches. All
2: right. If you were John Cohen, Auburn AD, you, you would, we're visiting with Dave Bartu. You would make Lane <laughs> Kiffin tell you no. Is that right?
1: Well, the first thing I do is just call Dave. No, um, all kidding aside, um, I, I don't know what direction you would go with, with something like that, um, you know, because, is again, I like playing devil's advocate on these things, is is that uh, long-term, right? Is that long-term going to, to be the best option? I'm not saying it is or isn't, it's just kind of fun to poke holes in everybody's theory because, well, I'm anti-fun, you know that, except if. Except if there's a lot of scotch or gin involved, then it's then it's a different story. But um, that would seem to be the no brainer direction, right? If, if you're in that situation in terms of what fans like and boosters like, and his success over the last six years—not the last three, the last six—FAU is every bit as good or better than than, than Ole Miss. Um, you know that that would that would seem to be the number one path on the shelf. You know, for anybody in that position.
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All
2: right, you talked about staffing with Lane Kithin and Coach Brown. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's talk about staffing with Mike Leach. Okay. Uh, okay. You kind of compare it to Steve Spurrier. Yes. yes.
1: Walk it, our listeners it, 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 through it. It is okay, um, Mike. Is you know you you probably have two of the smarter head coaches, to, two totally different philosophies, two totally different personalities in your state, but two of the smarter guys in college football. Um, and, and and I'll get you I'll get you more on the lane thoughts on that later. But with Leach, um, incredible football IQ. Same with Steve, and, and Steve in – in listening to him there was a there was a sense that the football IQ was so good some of the other little things just didn't matter and that was recruiting and coaching didn't focus that as much as everybody else on recruiting didn't focus everybody as much as everybody else on staffing because when it came to game day and Xs and Os it's just really super smart dude top shelf and so with with Mike um I've said it on the show. The dude's walking upset. You know the X's and O's, and on the field is is rock solid. But when I look at the staffing, uh, every time now that we've started to dive into it, it took us seven years to develop this network of, of staff rankings. Uh, now that I start diving into it, I look at Steve, and Steve was always a little bit staffing deficient, and so and, and that's that's just my belief on paper. And I believe that way with Mike. You know, if I look at Mike and Lane and I remove them. I remove that headset, that head coach, offensive coordinator headset, because both of them are calling plays. Both of them are head coach. You remove Mike and Lane from the equation. I'm taking Lane staff every single day. Yeah. The whole thing. You know, I'm not saying every single guy is better than every single guy. One-on-one, but on paper, that is a superior staff overall. Um, and again, I'm not saying the state staff is bad. I just feel Lane is better at it, pays better attention to it, or has somebody paying better attention to it than what Mike done. And I think I think Mike's deficiency is he's so damn football smart. Like Spurrier, he can get away with doing less in other areas and just focus on trying to win games on Saturday.
2: I wonder if he can keep it up though. Um today is so much different not that he's not winning seven and five last year was incredible with that roster that he had which I didn't think had anything special on it uh this year I think his team's solid and he's going to win seven games again I think he can go seven and five I think he wins this weekend beats his East Tennessee State in Starkville that's not bad considering what you just framed up. But it's no longer two thousand three four five six where you could kind of get away with what you just described more, Bartu, because now we have you know Kiffin has been beating the NIL drum since last November to rally his fan base mm-hmm. um, to understand the impact and what it means, and that Ole Miss has to be super active in the portal to have a chance to close the gap against LSU and Bama and. A and M and Florida and whatever. Um, I just wonder if you know the clock has struck midnight, so to speak, for Leach.
1: No, I don't. I I think just with, like I said, I, I go back to the football IQ. He just still wins football games. Um, and yeah. don't get don't get too far over your skis on the transfer portal. Um, it's early. And I think, and I'm not saying Lane is doing a bad job with it. I like what Lane's doing. He's not using it a lot. It's for specific guys and he's not overloading. Um, but, you know, if, if I was, if I was a head coach, maybe one thing that I would do is I'd start, and this is something we're, we're trying to do is we're trying to find guys that are just good talent evaluators, right? We're trying to figure out a way to, I'd have a guy on the staff that maybe doesn't have the headset that um, that's his or her job is finding the diamonds that are out there same as recruiting don't but but with the with the transfer portal don't abuse it but I I think Mike his system his offense it's it doesn't really matter I think that transcends the the NIL Um, and not being too far into paying the players through NIL is not a bad thing Uh, you load up on it too much And I think you become a bad franchise. You lose cultural continuity. You lose buy-in. You lose accessibility. You lose connectivity. And so don't think that's some sort of Pandora's box to winning football games is jumping in the NIL. It's quite the opposite. It needs to be managed very, very carefully. And if you use it too much, you abuse it, it's going to hurt your program. So I I don't think it's going to be as bad as maybe – uh, some people would frame it up, you know, saying, Oh, Mike's a dinosaur. He can't, he can't keep up Dude, Saban is 71. He's figuring out ways to keep up. Dabo's figuring out ways to keep up. You know, the, the, the money is there. You can hire smart people to help you keep up. Heck that's, that's, that's one of the things that we try to preach. We We feel here at our group, we're a group of smart people hire us to help you keep up in different areas. No right. different.
2: Right. Okay. Dave Bartu, uh College Football Matrix on the Out of Bounds show, ESPN one oh five nine the zone. Uh, Bartu joins us on the Dosecki guest line. All right, we got a few minutes here, Bartu. Let's let's switch gears to the two big games. Um you, well how would you ha- give me just a quick hit. Uh, all, mm-hmm. Auburn fired Brian Harson yep. and a couple of assistants. They've, yep. ele- they've elevated Cadillac Williams, who is a great running back, but has never even been a coordinator, much less a head coach, and some other people to try to band-aid this thing until they get a new coach. Leach is a 13-point favorite at home. Uh, Mississippi State hasn't been that big of a favorite since, I think, 1997 over Auburn, which I'm still not convinced of, but that's what uh, Will, the intern, told me yesterday. Before we get into the big, big ones of Bama at LSU and Tennessee at Georgia, handicap this one real quick and start Saturday.
1: Well, I mean, number one, with the transition with coaching with with the Harson and those that group out. I mean, you're you're not betting Auburn for any reason, right? I mean, seriously, you're you're bet if you're going to bet something, you're going to bet Mississippi State. Now, what's really weird is we've been having this this year in college football. There's there's what I'm calling a dead coach bounce, and um, everybody that fires their head coach wins next week. Georgia Tech win, Wisconsin win. Um, who else is Arizona State? Dude, Arizona State beat Washington the next week. You know, so um, <laughs> that's why that's why we play the games, right? Because it's college football is crazy. Uh, but that being said, look, Auburn. Is coming into this game. Even if Harson was there, you this is this is a team that is number what hundred eighth in offense, mm. and now it's just going to get worse. Mm. So you know if, if if I'm handicapping it now, look Mississippi State. That was the roughest October you've seen in a while. That was tough. The scoring efficiency, both sides of the football, uh, took a real dump in October. So if you're looking at the whole numbers. Um Yeah, you would say that they should be a double-digit favorite at home easily. But if okay. you look at the last four weeks, the moving average, not so much. I wouldn't bet this. Don't fall for it. I, I wouldn't bet this simply because you just don't know. And the-, the-, the other psychological side of it is Mississippi State player going, oh, they fired their head coach. This is going to be easy. They lose right. focus.
2: They That's lose right. focus
1: so fast. Oh, betters beware. I would – I would stay away from this thing. You do not know what's coming out of the tunnel, both sides, this weekend. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: I think that's a good point. Bar two on the Dossey guest line. Uh, Bar two, Alabama and LSU. I'm gonna let you let it rip here. Bama an eight point favorite. Uh, I think LSU can play with them all afternoon. I could be wrong. Bama at LSU in Tiger. I'm sorry, it's a night game. Tennessee, Georgia's the afternoon game. Bama at LSU at night. Oh. Rip.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Here, here uh, if, there, if there's one bet I'll take, okay? I'll take Alabama covering the first half. Alabama is number five in total team scoring efficiency in the first half. LSU is number 84. LSU is the worst top 25 team in the first half for scoring efficiency. They fall behind more than anybody in the top 25 so far this year. They rally, they catch up. And bam, they, they they blow some teams out. but uh, Alabama is really good in the first half. I agree with you, you know, from the standpoint of talent, they can play with them all day. but I look at the numbers and of, and of course, Alabama has better numbers. but I think the significant number in this football game is the first half. Uh, and, and that's where I think Alabama is is going to create that eight plus point lead. LSU just happens to have the horses. They can come back in football games. So you just can't let your guard down.
2: Ooh, hold on. Um, I, I yep. messed up. Bama 13.5. Bama 13.5. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, it, it's, I bet you the first half is like 8.5 then. Okay. You know, okay. and so I, 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 maybe I'm getting my numbers mix, mixed up too, but. Uh, that was one of them that I was looking at because when the committee came out with their rankings and they were ragging on TCU, I'm like, oh, what's what's wrong with TCU? You know, they say they fall behind. Well, oh, everybody falls behind, right? Well, TCU is 24th in first half scoring efficiency. Georgia, Tennessee, Michigan, Alabama—they're all top five. And then I and then I'm looking down. I'm like, oh my gosh, they overrank LSU, and LSU is literally the worst top 25 team in the first half for scoring efficiency this year. So I don't know what the number is. But I'll take Alabama. How about we go Alabama by 10 in the first half? That will cover the first half number. I think that's the best thing to bet on in that football game. But overall, scoring efficiency-wise, talent-wise, we know 70% of the games in the SEC go to the better talented team. Uh, I know LSU's been on a heater offensively, so we'll probably lean in on betting the over. But all the numbers, especially the first half, that's my favorite bet uh, in that football game, Alabama covering the first half spread.
2: All right. I can't wait. Let's go Tennessee at Georgia. That game is eight points. I had that messed up. I yeah, <laughs> totally screwed that up. My bad to our listeners. Um, Tennessee at Georgia. Georgia's an eight point favorite, Bartu. What do the scoring efficiency numbers and other numbers tell you on this game?
1: Shoot it off off the chart. Well, you gotta you gotta frame
2: this up too. Remember, that started, that opened at ten and a half. That's
1: all that's dropped almost three points. Dude, that is that, wow. so they, that tells me there is massive money coming in on Tennessee right out of the bat with, with that spread uh, that hit. And you look at these numbers, um, Tennessee and Georgia, both top three in offensive scoring efficiency. Georgia is number one in defensive scoring efficiency in the country. Tennessee is number nine in defensive scoring efficiency. And by the way, for everybody listening going, no, Bartu, how the hell can they be that high in defense? Stop looking at the stupid yards. Okay, it's not a yards board, it's a scoreboard. <laughs> and Hypel's offense forces 80 to 90 plays per game on the defense. That defense is awesome for the number of snaps they're facing. And I don't care if they give up 1,000 yards, look at the points. Not a yards board. So, that all being said, scoring efficiency-wise, it still leans towards Georgia. Georgia overall, when you add offense to defense, uh, Georgia's still a better team. Now, did I think they were a 10 and a half point better team? No, I did not at all. Um, you know, I thought it was going to open as a one score game, like six and a half, uh, especially because it's at home seven, seven and a half. I think that's where the number is actually going to go down to. I think it's going to get pushed down even okay. further. So if you want Georgia, I would just sit and wait and see if you can get seven and a half, seven, find a better number because the numbers say this game should be tighter than the 10 and a half it opened at.
2: I can't wait. These are like two quarterfinal playoff games, Bartu. Oh, it's glorious,
1: right? It's 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 glorious. And and everybody, you know, a lot of people on social media, oh when it goes to both team playoff, this game's gonna be meaningless. Kiss my butt it's gonna be meaningless. We're still gonna be jacked up for it.
2: Right? <laughs> yes, yes. Right? Yes. Is it you know,
1: oh LSU Alabama. Well, if LSU beats Alabama, that's meaningless. No it's not. Nobody, nobody's gonna, <laughs> nobody in Tennessee is going to forget that win over Alabama in the next 20 years. No, they're not. Who cares if Alabama wins the national title? Stop worrying about what's going to happen down the road and enjoy what's happening right now. Always storm the field.
2: Amen, brother. Be good. Have a great weekend, buddy. Thank you, man. Take it easy. Dave two on the Dos Equis guest line bringing it. If you missed anything on the show today, uh, you can hit Apple Podcasts, search The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. That interview was brought to you by the Armory in Ridgeland, Mississippi, Central Mississippi's number one source for top-of-the-line, best-in-class premium firearms, optics, and suppressors at the Armory in Ridgeland, right in front of Kroger and right across from Gateway Tire. The Armory, Central Mississippi's number One source for top-of-the-line, best-in-class, premium firearms, optics, and suppressors, the Armory in Ridgeland. And the show is brought to you by Dallas Body Shop in Ridgeland. See you tomorrow.
0: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say.